Yo, what is good, y'all? Welcome back, J and J. It's been a bit. We took a little break. You know, no sports at the time. What's up, Julian? What's going on, bro? You know, it's it's uh, it's a sad time that football's over, but you know, basketball second half season starts uh, today or yesterday, I believe. But we're yeah, back, yesterday. baby. Yeah, it started yesterday. Uh, I mean, pretty pretty mediocre day of basketball but it's all good it'll pick up but what's up bro i mean we we haven't done one of these in a bit and i know we've been teasing it fucking <laughs> it feels like every other week at this point but we're doing we're finally doing a what if mm-hmm. we're gonna be doing fucking what if wednesdays or we'll see how the schedule goes but uh you know we've been wanting to talk about this for a while and it's perfect timing especially with all the chatter going around around him and what's he gonna do next we want to do a what if Aaron Rodgers got drafted by the 49ers first overall and mm-hmm. hometown team. I'll let you take it away, bro. I know you got a bunch of notes. So like, what, what would you think happened if he got drafted by them? 2005. Uh, um, well, I mean, I'll, obviously I'll, I'll go kind of in a year by year basis. I'll, I'll skip a few years up until now, kind of, but um, just overall kind of summary of what I have here. Um, I think, uh, Aaron Rodgers would um, not have won, not even one Super Bowl ring if he had gotten drafted with the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, that team was um, pretty I, bad. <laughs> I, I, I think from that, from if from 2005 to now, I don't think he would have won a Super Bowl ring. And I quite frankly think um, he would have left the organization um, mm. I, um, at some point in the mid 2010s. Um, and I like obviously in the situation he's at right now, he wants to leave Green Bay. Everyone knows he just hasn't confirmed it yet. Um, but I think the situation we're at right now, um, he reaches a boiling point sooner in like 2014, 2015, around somewhere around there. But uh, um, I don't know if what you have a summary, but that's kind of what I have. Um, obviously, I'm gonna explain why in a couple of notes here, but that's kind of the summary and the, and the basis of it. Well, I mean, yeah, they, they were picking first overall for a reason. Um, you know, they went four and 12 that first year with Alex Smith. And um, I I, I kind of want to disagree because, you know, I, I was I was telling you before, like, I wonder how, you know, differently with the their draft situation would have been if they would have picked Rodgers. Because, I mean, he is a better talent than Alex Smith, but I, I still think they would have been picking at the top. But I mean, they got Vernon Davis that next year following, which mm-hmm. kind of set up the 49ers success with him and Smith. And I still think they could have done something of that manner. And I think with Rogers and how, I don't know how he would have looked, you know, early on, we didn't see him till year four, but um, I, I think that would have attracted some players to go over there. I mean, the 49ers at that point weren't really a, you know, free agent destination. I'm trying to remember when, Nolan left to, and then Singletary took over. That probably would have been his breaking point because nobody really liked Singletary when he was a coach. But I, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't say they wouldn't have won one. Mm-hmm. I think they would have gotten close. And, right. yeah, maybe that would have gone to his boil, boiling point because at least with the Packers, he they can say, but you won one with us. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's something. But, man, I, I just can't imagine if – this really did happen, which it's just looking back at it. It's such a fucking joke that he went 25th or 24th, whatever it was over a lot of these dudes that they picked in front of him. And I can see why he had that big ass chip on his shoulder. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think to be quite honest with you, I think overall he would have felt <clears throat> more in San Fran. Um, 
and for a couple of reasons. One, I think obviously with the with him being the hometown kid, quote unquote, being drafted in San Fran, um, I think there's added pressure there for him to kind of uh, win one there because it is his childhood team. He looked up to, I believe, what he said, Joe Montana or Steve Young. Um, yeah, he, I, I forgot which one of those two quarterbacks he kind of like watched playing as a kid. Um, he went to Cal. Um, so kind of the stars were aligning. And I think if he would have gone there, the expectations would have rose more with him than with Alex Smith right off the bat, which I think he probably would have thrived under that pressure. But I think it would have took a toll on him sooner than what he is in Green Bay. Because right now, obviously, the media is swarming him. I, he hates the media with the passion. He only <laughs> speaks at the Pat McAfee show. He's comfortable there. But everywhere else, he hates talking to the media. And he's very, um, mm-hmm. I guess you could say, um, he, he's not very he's very antisocial when it comes to the media kind of introvert to them so I think he would have done that a lot more with the San Francisco media I actually do think also there's a California bias where the media I don't care what part of California you're in in California you will be getting to shine a lot being in the west coast um, so um, Green Bay as historical as it is I think there's a lot more spotlight and a lot more media coverage in San Francisco than Green Bay comparing so yeah and I think maybe that would have tried to force him to like fix it and work it out because like you said that like we we've said in the beginning that's his hometown team i'm pretty sure if he had the opportunity right now he would go over there i mean if there was no like there has to be a trade or anything if it's just like he gets to pick where he goes he i i think that's option number one but i you know who knows who knows what's going on in his head but um i mean i i just you know it's a big what if because like that division at the time, I mean, well, you want to talk about a weak division. I mean, the, the only team worth noting in that NFC West back then was the Matt Hasselback Seahawks. They made the Super Bowl that year. But after that, I mean, they they didn't really do shit. I mean, you know, we got the Marshawn Lynch Beastquake a couple years after that. But I, I he honestly could have took over the West like he's taken over the North the past couple of years. No, I agree. I mean that I'm not gonna deny I, I, that they were gonna like do ass. I I do really think he he would have. I 100% agree. He would have took over the division for the next couple of years. Um, I just think the competitive balance in the NFC entirely. I don't think he would have kept up as much. I do think I agree. He could have made a couple of NFC championships here and there. Uh, maybe even a Super Bowl of appearance. Um, but I just don't see him delivering uh, with the kind of team he could have had around him. Um, then compared to what he had in Green Bay. Um currently yeah and obviously sitting behind Brett Favre I mean that's Mm. that's a recipe for success you know there's no that's what I feel like you know we'll we will never know with a lot of these dudes that you know got drafted at like Brady what if he started his rookie year who knows how he would have looked but with like with Rodgers I mean sitting but like we like I said we didn't see him till like year four fully I mean we saw him in a couple games I think like one or two games because Favre was hurt or whatever but um you know we didn't really see him till that third fourth year and you know he looked good in that Cowboys game I remember like you know it was like when Thursday night football was barely starting and you know he lit the Cowboys up I think they lost that game but he still looked good and um you know I, I just it's it just baffles me that all these teams pass them up. I'm just looking at this draft order and I guess we could, you know, kind of make it more broad and say, what if any of these teams <laughs> took Rogers ahead of the Packers? Cause you know, it's more enticing for the storyline of 49ers, but I mean, the dolphins, the Browns, the bears and the bucks, the top five, I mean, they didn't have a quarterback to speak of around that time. And they all passed them up for 
Ronnie Brown, Braylon Edwards, Cedric Benson, and Cadillac Williams. I mean, I don't know. It's just, I wonder what kind of state we would be in right now with him being on a different team. Like you said, maybe he's just like, man, fuck this. Like, you know, I want to go do something else and I want to go to a super team or whatever. But, mm-hmm. you know, just, I, I don't know. What do you think if not, not only the Niners, but if somebody else would have took him, what's the team that you're look that if you have that draft order in front of you, obviously he got picked 24th. Right. Like all those 23 teams that passed up on him, what would be the most intriguing option for you? You, you know, I actually did think about this when I first started my research. I'm, I'm like thinking like, hey, look, like, listen, if the Niners passed on him, realistically speaking, who could have been the team between them and the Packers who would have chose him? And I'm looking at quarterbacks then. Um, Miami, I believe, had um, Pennington. Um, the Browns was another option. But I think that was at the time when the Browns were kind of starting to get a little better. Um, and I, I don't remember the quarterback situation there. Um, they had Couch. So it could have been Cleveland, but I know Couch had a decent run in Cleveland for a few years. It may not have been at this time, but he did. Um, Chicago, um, I know they had uh, Rex Grossman. Um, and then Tampa um, had Greasy. Um, so, like, I'm looking down, kind of skipping some teams here. Um, I'm thinking Arizona, but Arizona um, – actually, no, yeah, I would probably pick Arizona because I know that the Matt Weiner year was the year after. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm thinking maybe Arizona here, uh, because I I don't think they had a quarterback at this in this in this position. Um, I'm kind of looking up their their roster from 2005 right now, but I'll, I'll probably say Arizona just just because I know they drafted Matt Liner the year after, so they obviously were in need of a quarterback the following year. So I'm I'm pic- just picturing the quarterback was was not a good situation this year. Yeah, I mean I think the also a team that we you know I don't think they had. I don't think he left yet. I think Kurt, uh, Kurt Warner was with the Cardinals. I think. No, that was no. So you're right. Matt Liner was the year after, so mm-hmm. they didn't. Really, I don't. I forgot who their quarterback was. Maybe Plummer. I don't know. Plummer was with the Broncos by then, but mm-hmm. um, I think the Saints because I don't think Breeze was there yet. I think didn't he go to the go to the Saints in 2006? I do believe so. Yes. I do so I mean they stayed. They took Jamal Brown. I, I don't. Even, I honestly can't even remember who that is oh he was a pro bowler i mean they says right here so i guess he was something back then but um i mean just that sean payton offense with him i mean oof that that would have been nasty and i know that's that's been floated around i remember last year the year prior that what if rogers went to the saints and with sean payton obviously now that's not a thing but i'm trying to look too i know the cowboys they had romo the the formerly Jake Delome. Yeah, formerly known as the Redskins. I think they had um who did the Redskins have? Didn't they have Kitna? I think Kitna was with the Lions by then. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I mean this is just I I think the Saints, you said the Cardinals, the Vikings, maybe. No, they had Culpepper still. Oh, okay. I mean, they got Culpepper wasn't nothing to write about. <laughs> I mean, he was a he's one of those quarterbacks <laughs> where, like, you know, he's not elite, but I mean, <clears throat> he's not gonna do bad either. Like, I think the the Rams should have took a look at Rodgers because I think they, they had, had Trent Bolger, right? They had Bolger or Green, but I mean, come like I, it's just a lot of these teams. I'm baffled they they passed on a quarterback. I 
Like, even if it's not Rodgers, to not take a quarterback there, I'm just surprised. To answer your question, Mark Brunel was the quarterback in Washington. Oh, wow. Jaguars legend. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Jake Plummer, Denver, like you said, Steve, yeah. Tennessee. Uh, Miami, Gus Farratt was the mm. quarterback, quarterback there. Aaron Brooks in New Orleans. Um, I think yeah, that's Brooks. the reason why they didn't go. Um, yeah, but Brooks is already out the door. You know, like it's just a lot of these teams. I'm I'm wondering what that draft process was because, you know, obviously we were too little to really pay attention to the draft like that. But mm-hmm. I would love to hop in a time machine and just look at big boards and stuff like that because none of this makes sense on a, where a lot of these guys went. Troy Williamson, number seven to the Vikings. Mike Williams to number 10 at the Lions. I mean, Detroit. and then I... Uh, after 15, you know, in between 15 and 23, I bet you you don't know any of these dudes. Like Travis Johnson, David Pollock, Erasmus James, Alex Barron. Marcus, Marcus Spears, uh, Matt Jones, Mark Clayton, Fabian Washington. It's just this doesn't make any sense. Like the Raiders. Why didn't the Raiders take a look? I don't think the Raiders had a quarterback at that time. They had a revolving door for how many years? They're just rotating QB. So I don't know. It's just it's just crazy that, you know, a lot of teams just kind of that just shows you the, the you know, the evolution of draft process, because a quarterback will go 10 when he should be going like 50 in the draft now, just because how desperate teams are for quarterbacks. And I don't know if that was the smarter way to go about things, but obviously this time around it didn't work out for a lot of these teams that didn't pick them so i'm, I'm glad you mentioned that though like this is an era of time this is kind of when i first started following hope and i still remember a lot to it that's why when you were naming these people like it, it just gives me mad in 2006 vibes because i know some <laughs> of these players mark clayton receiver I, I remember his picture on madden uh marcus spears even though he's on tv i do remember him uh with the cowboys for a quick stint um alex Barron was a decent tackle in the league i remember him uh, David Pollock, obviously Georgia guy. He's on College Game Day now. Um, I remember but, Fabian Washington. Yeah, I was gonna say it's Fabian Washington as well, just for a little brief brief stint that I remember him for. But with that being said, I, I'm glad you said that though, because like this is the time of the, the in the era where quarterbacks wasn't as valued as it is nowadays, and it's kind of crazy to say, but a lot of coaches back then were kind of in a, in a West Coast scheme, pro style football no spread, no run option, blah, blah, blah. And a lot of these college, you know, teams were still utilizing the spread, the, the option, blah, blah, blah. And they, you know, this is a time of the, of an era where, you know, in history where a lot of coaches believed that wasn't going to be working in the NFL, which is why a lot of quarterbacks weren't taken so high and value so high. Um, and that's kind of another reason why I'm surprised that like, you don't see many quarterbacks getting drafted because a lot of these quarterbacks are getting are under different college schemes where it's going to take them a year or two to get used to the pro style scheme. So it's just a, it's just a crazy time in history where um, instead of adapting to the quarterback's play style and his strengths, you're kind of forcing him to get to you, you know, to get to know the coach's playbook and, and force him to play a style that he's not familiar with, which is why Rogers, I guess you can say, was under Brett Favre for all those years, even though, you know, Brett Favre was still a legend in Green Bay at the time. Yeah, and I'm just looking down. The next quarterback was Jason Campbell uh, to the Redskins, which, I mean, I guess they did get their quarterback in the end that year. But mm-hmm. And then after that, you have to look at the third round, Charlie Fry to the Browns. So, I mean, <laughs> you can – they needed a quarterback, clearly, and they went Charlie Fry. So, I mean, 
yeah, that's just oof. This is just a lot of teams fucking up around stupider GMs than there are now. And and if you see two picks there, you can see Oakland went with uh, uh, Andrew Walter, <laughs> mm. the Arizona State guy. Kind of remember him. He was ass, but I mean, <laughs> you're right. I mean, it tells you, you know, a couple of these quarterback or teams could have really thought about getting a quarterback. Um, I guess the picks they went number one was just too hard to pass on. Braylon Edwards, I guess. And uh, I don't know who Oakland drafted the first round. Oh. Uh, Fabian Washington right before. Yeah. I mean, you're right. You're right. I mean, it's just kind of it, – it, they don't value them as high as they did before. Or, excuse me, the other way around. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I just think in San Fran, even with everything, the way it broke down, I still think with that hardball team, I think they would have found a way to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I, I, and I, I, that's not to say that Kaepernick is a lesser quarterback and, you know, he sucks or anything, but – Rogers to a lot of guys, it's, it's not even a comparison. Like the, it put all this stupid shit that he says and does aside. Like he, you, you can't deny his talent. And I, I'm just, I'm just trying to picture him on a lot of these teams back then and even now. Like the rosters that they have to this day, I, I cannot see a team where it's like, yeah, he would have left. You know, first after his rookie deal, after his first extension, he would have left. I don't, I think he. he Besides maybe the Browns in the beginning, the Browns, he would have left for sure. But, you know, the Bears, the Bucks, the Titans, Vikings, just looking out throughout the years, I I think you put them on any of those teams, they would have found their way either close to or with the Lombardi, honestly. I I, I think that's not even a, anything to debate. Agreed. 100%. I'm not even going to try to disagree with you there and argue there. You're right. Yeah, because now it's like if he does go sooner than, you know, if he does go one, where does Smith go? I mean, I, I don't know how highly valued he was to the other teams, but maybe that's where he goes to Cleveland or something. You know, you know, these other teams would have been that was probably the number one QB, like without a doubt. And everybody wanted him and they couldn't get him. So, right. You're, you're right. I mean, he I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to Miami at number two. Yeah. Um, to be quite honest with you. And I, and honestly, I wish that's one thing I kind of uh, wish I, you know, I regret it was kind of follow more media coverage during that time. I, you know, I was more just kind of playing video games during this era of football, but um, you know, I kind of, if, if I was more involved in it as I am now, you know, I kind of would, like you said, wish the big boards, see what Mel Kuyper was thinking at the time, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of hearing rumors if Miami's going to go with, if, if, if Miami's going Smith, if, if he gets taken um, or if Rogers gets taken number one. So, um, I wish I would have seen the rumors more at the time, but I would agree. I think he, if, if Smith is not um, pick number one, I don't think he's going to drop to 24. Um, and that's Mm-mm. one of the big predictions I was going to come off right off the gate is say Smith will probably get picked top five if, if Rodgers gets yeah. one. Yeah, so I'm just trying to think, but it, it, it's obviously, you know, we could go on and on about nothing. I mean, we could, we could try to have a debate. Here and there, but I just wanted to have a conversation with you about it because it's something that it would have the whole way we look at the NFL now would have been completely different. And Mm -hmm. we could say that about a lot of things, but Rogers being drafted so late, I mean, it helped a lot of teams win win Super Bowls and all that stuff before because I don't think the Bears, uh, to be honest, if you know, I don't I don't think Rogers was a bum coming out of college, so. I don't think the Bears would have been to the Super Bowl the year after. I mean, the NFC is just so different. It just depends on where he lands. Mm-hmm. Like I said, if you put him on any of these teams, they're 
right there in the mix of things and mm-hmm. you know it's obviously what if i because it's, we'll never know how he is coming out playing as a rookie but I, I don't think he's a scrub and i don't think he's just all oh, you know because he was sitting under brett Favre is the reason he's the way he is i, I just can't i can't find myself to say to com- i can't convince myself to say that i think he would have been good regardless Agreed. I mean, no, I do think he he would have been better or good um, the way he is. I think I think the first year he would have had a rough start, you know, just because you are coming into the league as a rookie, and uh, I, I don't obviously I think the three years that he or the four years that he you know was benched it helped him a lot. Uh, I think it was overdue, but you're right. First year he would have struggled. I think he would have started thriving second year, third year, and kind mm-hmm. of becoming elite by the fourth year when he just started starting games. Now let me let me ask you because I I honestly thought about this. I had this in my early notes when we were talking about this initially. Mm-hmm. Three years later, Matt Ryan goes number one. You guys were picking twenty seven. What what would happen if you guys traded up for Rodgers? Mm. I mean, I mean, I don't know. You're right. You're right. That, that's. That's a good question. I, I, I don't know. I can't answer that. I, I don't. I really don't. Because they got Roddy White that draft. So right. you have to think, you know, I don't know if they would have still had the – I don't know if they would have been picking as high and having all those assets that they did to get Julio like a couple years after that. But, man, Rodgers on the Falcons, 2005, 2006, I mean – who did they have? I think they had Vic at the time, we right? Did, for, we did have Vic. This is yeah, you still had Vic. Before so he had the, before he had the, 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 all that the dog, dog stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I'm trying to remember who was on that team at the time. Algie Crumpler. Warwick Dunn. Um, oh my God, Warwick Dunn, fucking Madden Goat. Yeah, we 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 had a we had a decent <clears> squad. We're just receivers were missing. Um, obviously, Roddy White was huge. Uh, we didn't have receivers. We had a decent line at the time. I know that. Um, and our defense wasn't too bad. Uh, we had John Abraham. I think we just signed him that offseason too. So uh, the defense is getting revamped too. So it would have been a it would have been crazy to have him. Um, obviously we would have not have had a Rod or excuse me Roddy White, but you know you can always find a receiver somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a lot of we can go on and on about this, yes, but sir. I mean it's just something that I wanted to touch bases on you real quick and. You know, it, it's perfect timing. Like I said, you know, who knows what's going to happen? We're recording this right now. A decision could drop in like 30 minutes saying <laughs> he wants to stay. He wants to leave. But we all know he's going to leave. Um, we'll obviously break that down. But uh, since we're already here, we might as well talk about it. we've you know, we've we've said this so many times throughout the year. But where do you think he's going to go? You know, you had a couple of weeks to marinate a couple t- a couple, you know, weeks have passed by to where you can sit back and you know kind of look at the landscape where do you think he's going to end up um you know what i i really i i i don't know um i i will admit though i you can ask you know benner and a couple of guys i i i have put a bit on the broncos next season to win the super bowl so mm. i guess that's me saying that's me saying you know rogers is coming to denver mm. um yeah you think so i don't want to believe it but i think you know betting um, and, you know, kind of just thinking sh- of stuff like that, logically speaking, it makes sense that he comes to Denver. I, I do think Patton's going to um, be aggressive in getting him. I think he understands he needs a quarterback. That's all he needs. And um, I think they'll pull the trigger. I really do. Um, I think they have, um, if I recall, they have a probably one of the best draft capitals um, that are in need of a quarterback. Like Roger mm-hmm. said, it's, you know, away from contending because obviously the Steelers need him, but, you know, 
the Steelers are not as high as the draft as, as, as the Broncos are. Um, and I'm thinking of all these other teams. Tennessee obviously said they're not interested. New Orleans, um, you know, they need one. Uh, but, you know, who knows what the situation is there now. Tampa needs one. But, like, comparing all these teams, I think Denver has the biggest draft capital to go out there and, and make the move to get him. So I'm going to go Denver. I mean, you want to talk about a, a, ju- a massive jump from basically last place to Super Bowl like the Bengals just did? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just hard for me to believe that this is really going to happen. Kind of like you, like, it, it's too good to be true, but. Yeah, they do have the most asses, but you have to think about who's willing to give up what. And if you're talking about a war chest of assets and let's say Rodgers is willing to go, I'm looking. One option that I saw a couple weeks ago, and it surprised me when I heard it, when I saw it. Did you see what Washington said? The commanders, did you see what they said? Mm -mm, I did not. Everybody, including Chase Young, is available for trade to get a quarterback. So if that's the case, I mean, you want to talk about some of the assets they have. They have they have some good young talent. They have some decent picks. I mean, I don't think Rogers Washington's is number one. Mm -hmm. But if they're willing to really unload their whole war chest and give up all those assets for him, that could be an option. But I think. I said I I still think that I, I I somehow think San Francisco will get him. Either him or Brady. And I don't think Brady's retired either. We can talk about that another day, but I think San Francisco, especially with the reports about Trey Lance not being ready, and you think about all the assets they gave up last year to get him, and he's still not ready, and they still don't have confidence in him. Obviously, Jimmy G's Jimmy G. This might happen. There's the what if right there. It's all full circle, and he goes to, um, he goes to he goes back home. So that's my that's my take, though. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I can see it. I, I definitely can see that'll be interesting. Uh, I, I'm sure a lot of the media will love that, you know, and and you know, it would turn this this NFL world upside down if he ends up in San Fran, because um, not a lot of people are thinking about it. I think it's a sneaky pick, like you said, but. Uh, I don't know. I'm just going with logic. I'm going kind of making sense here, common sense. And yeah. And I, I just think the Broncos, it's too good to be true, man. And I've told this to, to Benner and a few of these guys, like, listen, like we were talking about the Rams like this last year, you know, they have a great squad, great defense, you know, mm-hmm. great line, great receivers. All they're missing is the quarterback. You know, we understood Jared Goff was not the guy uh, to take them there. And, um, yeah. you know, they did what it took to, to, to get Stafford, um, uh, you know, a pretty, uh, you know, respectable elite quarterback, and look what happened. They won the Super Bowl because of him, and not because yeah. of him, but you know, he was a big reason why. So, I think the Broncos now understand that they saw what the Rams' formula, and I, I think they're going to follow through and, and, and do the same thing. Yeah, they have to. I mean, that this is a team that's wasted basically three years, three years straight, where I thought they would be in the playoff mix, and you know, they end up third or fourth in the West. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think we can leave it there. And mm-hmm. obviously we'll have a bunch of Rogers topics in the coming weeks, but we had to do this. We've been teasing it for, I don't know how long, but mm-hmm. uh, we'll just leave it there. What if Wednesdays we'll, we'll bring back another one next week? Uh, yeah. Just make sure to follow our social medias, leave a five-star rating and we'll catch you in the next one. Peace. Peace.